you have never heard an episode of Edge of URC podcast before, usually how this works. I say what episode we're on, which we're on 129. I say who the host is. That's me, Brandon LaChance. Thank you for joining Edge of URC podcast. Love having you. Love the listeners. Love the love and support that you show us. Click and play, sharing, following, all that good stuff. Thank you for being part of this awesome journey called Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And then we'll talk about whatever we want to. Break some things down, whether it's sports, movies, TV, books, whatever. And then I get to a guest. Well, we're going to switch it up this episode because we got a five-pack. For the first time in Edge of Your Seat Podcast history, we have five guests. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five. Just to elaborate, I'm sure you knew what five meant, but we got five guests with Sycamore Girls Tennis. The Spartans won the Class 1A Rochelle sectional on October 16th, and they joined us and talked about the season and playing together, different ages, different groupings, all the craziness of COVID-19. So we talked about it with all of them. Who is all of them, you asked? We have the number one doubles team of Olivia King, who's a junior, and sophomore Abby Golombieski. They're the first interview, did them together. They actually finished fourth at the sectional and would have advanced to the state tournament if there was a state tournament this year. Then I spoke to senior Emma Harden, who's part of the number two doubles who actually won the sectional. Emma and her partner, sophomore Abby Bordage, Pulled it off, got the sectional victory for Sycamore to help them win the whole sectional as a team with a score of 28. Dixon had 18, Rochelle had 15, Sterling had 11, Newman tied for seventh with Rockford Lutheran and Belvedere with four. Just wanted to throw some love to the other schools that we pay attention to at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And then I said there's five guests, we got one more, and that's Sycamore coach Rob. Majerus, all five of them were cool to talk to, shared a lot of insight on tennis, them as people, Halloween love, because we did this right around Halloween, so we had to play Halloween Hot Potato. It was awesome. All of the guests were great. It is Sunday, November 8th. Plan to have two shows out tonight. This might get out a little later than I wanted to. Wanted it to be out in the morning. Had some things come up. Had to take care of. Still getting the show out, just a little later than usual. Working on the schedules and nailing them down to get them exactly when I say they are the first time instead of having to redirect, which I've had to do a lot in the last three weeks to a month. Apologize for that. We're trying to get it all worked out. It's a lot of stuff going on. Life is crazy for all of us at the moment. But we'll have this show today on Sunday in episode 130, either late Sunday or very early Monday. That's the plans. We're going to try to stick to them. Let's have a couple words from our sponsors, and then we'll get to the Sycamore Girls Tennis Team. Since 2015, LP CrossFit has been offering something unique to the Illinois Valley, a customized way to get in shape while having fun. Whether you're new to exercise or an experienced athlete, LP CrossFit is the right place for you. LP CrossFit is a diverse community with a culture focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. LP CrossFit will help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life. 
LP CrossFit offers a weekly schedule of classes for every fitness fan. Whether you want to dial up the intensity or take a more relaxed approach, LP CrossFit's trained coaches tailor each and every workout for every athlete in every class. CrossFit classes are programmed with a mixture of body weight, gymnastic, barbell, and other movements to build strength and endurance. All small group classes are coach-led and all movements are infinitely scalable so they can work with any fitness level, injury, or mobility restriction. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook, online at lpcrossfit.com, or in person in the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails. You'll never have so much fun while getting so fit. And then if you're not in the gym trying to get fit while having fun, you could be working on your house or having somebody else do it. Remodels, revisions, whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be found on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Get our plugs in real quick. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Hit us up on social media. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Also, any suggestions, questions, want to shoot us an idea for a guest, or you got something you want us to talk about, or anything whatsoever, Edge of Your Seat Podcast at gmail.com. Well, let's get to the Sycamore Girls Tennis team. I can't win anymore. I want to hear them. want you to hear them. Until next time, peace. Girls tennis wrapped up last Saturday as sectionals champs were crowned. And we have a few grand champs with us as Sycamore won the Class 1A Rochelle sectional. I am talking about Sycamore sophomore Abby Golombieski and junior Olivia King. How's it going, girls? Hi, good. Let's do voice recognition real quick. Abby, say hello. Hi. And Olivia, say hello. Hi. Perfect. Abby, did I say your name right? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> that was looking at it. That is one of the most intimidating names I've ever seen in my life. But I was worried I was going to say Abby's name right and then miss say or misspeak on King. I was like, how oh, do you mess up King? I would have found out a way though. That would have been funny. That would have been a new one. Let's talk about this season. You guys are Sycamore's number one doubles team. Yes. Yes. Let's just talk about the start of the season. Season that we didn't think we were going to have, but we did. And we got through it. It was shortened. And I know big invitationals were either canceled or they had to adapt to different formats, take less teams, you know, all that good stuff. Or actually not good stuff, bad stuff. But got things played. Abby, how was it for you to get through this season and try to plug along when, you know, things were weird? Well, for me, I struggled a lot throughout COVID just because it just made me really nervous to, like, be around other people. 
and it was really nice to have like our coach and have my, and have lived there. Coach was very strict, so we knew the guidelines and we followed them very well. So for me, playing with Liv also helped calm me down because she was always like helpful and like reassuring. Did you feel or witness or experience any of those same things, Olivia? Yeah, basically the same thing. I mean, obviously COVID had me a little paranoid at the beginning, but I was just worried about the tennis season. Um, tennis is one of my favorite sports to play, so as long as we could play it and we're being smart, that was the biggest thing for me. But like Abby said, just with Mr. Majerus being super strict about it and making sure everyone stayed healthy really helped throughout the season. And then obviously having Abby as a partner and just us getting comfortable with playing, it helped a lot throughout the season, even with COVID in the background. Throughout the season, were there any worries or did you guys talk about, you know, hey, are we going to play tomorrow? Are we going to play today? Are we going to practice? Like things were kind of thrown up in the air almost every day. Uh-huh. Yeah, there were some times where we got really nervous. Like at a few meets, we just had background information about what the town was like, how their COVID was going. And so we did have some times where we were like, well, should we play? How is this going to work out? And even just practices, like if someone wasn't feeling good, obviously we had that little idea in our head, like, oh, it could be this. But I mean, at the end, it all worked out. We all played with different balls at every meet and everything. So it just being cautious really helped out. Did you ever have to play while wearing a mask? Yeah, yes, we did. We were in Belvedere North, and we ended up playing with our mask because we heard that their percentage was higher, so me and the other doubles team, Abby and Emma, actually played with our mask on. Wow, that would be crazy. I can't even imagine going through high school sports at the moment where you have to wear a mask, you got a social distance. So after the invitationals and tournaments, usually, you know, it's a gathering, you're meeting all these new people. Was that kind of taken away this year? Um, yeah, I mean, it was still kind of like just going off of last year. We were still were by people, but the mask definitely changed a lot of things. Like even our parents sitting down, everyone was far away. So kind of the whole, like, wanting to meet new people and, like, give hugs after a game or high fives, it was all really different because we couldn't really do that this year. But it was just something we had to adapt to. So we got used to it at the end of the season and then just went with it. Awesome. Very cool. So how did this partnership form? Abby, you're a sophomore. Olivia, you're a junior. How were you guys put together? And is this the first year that you were a tandem? Yes, this was our first year that we were put together. Coach actually pulled me off to the side one day and asked if I'd be willing to be Liv's partner, at least try with her. And I think that practice, he put us together, and I think he just saw that it worked, and he just kept us together. Olivia, why do you think you guys worked and were able to be Sycamore's number one doubles team? What is it about the either chemistry or your guys' playing styles? I think it's a mix of both. I mean, Abby and I have always had really good chemistry. Last year, we both played on JV together, and we're both singles players. And so I think just knowing each other and being goofy around each other was really helpful. And then we just, how we play together is really good. And I think our chemistry is a big part of that. Like, we don't really get mad at each other. We'll brush it off if we make a mistake. And when we do really good, we'll celebrate that. So I just think our chemistry worked really well in our favor, and that just went into how we played. Being singles players last year and then moving to doubles, was that weird for either one of you? We'll start with Abby. I would definitely say yes. It's a big changer to have someone else on the court. You have to really work on like your communication. And for me, it was difficult because I'm not very tall. 
So at the net, there was a lot of balls that would fly past me just because of how short I am. So Liv would have to do a lot of the running when balls would go above me, but overall we worked really well together. And coming off the singles, it's just a completely different game. I do have to mention this. Live on this podcast. Well, I guess podcast isn't really live, but live in our conversation here. Your coach, Rob Majerus, has butt dialed me about ten times as we're talking here. Yeah, that's so funny. Abby, you said you were short. What are we talking about? How short are you? I'm like five three or five four. Okay. Olivia, how tall are you? I'm five ten. So you're tall. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean, Olivia, you're the better front court player? Abby, you're the better back court player? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, though, to team you guys together. Tall, short, and you can use the other person's strength as an advantage. Yeah, no, it works really well in our favor. I just mentioned Coach Rob Majerus. Let's talk about him and how... He works with you and formed you guys into a team and, you know, obviously led Sycamore to a sectional championship. We'll start with Olivia. What are your thoughts on Coach? Well, I really have loved him as a coach ever since I had him freshman year. Um, I've known him since seventh grade, and, like, as a person, he's always been very encouraging and has always believed in my talent. And then when I had him as a coach freshman year, you know, he always knew what I could do and always would push me. And I think that was a big thing because when I'm making mistakes, he's like, okay, get it together. Like, you got to get this point. And he sometimes is hard on us, but it's out of love. So I just think that him encouraging us when we need it and then celebrating our wins when he pushes us just really is a great coaching style and it just works for us and for him. So I really like him coaching and just as a person overall. Abby, do you like his style? It sounds like he is a tough coach, but a fair coach, and just tries to push you to be your best. I do like how he coaches because he knows when to push us, and when he notices something that's like wrong, he knows how to fix it without being too like harsh. He's got like the good mixture of when to be hard and when to be like the loving and like the goofy. I'm glad you said the word goofy because I've talked to him a few times. He seems very intelligent and he knows tennis, but it also seems like he's got a cool, fun side that is good for, you know, team bonding and to trust him. Yes, he he does. Okay, you guys have to tell me at least one funny story about Coach. Uh, Shoot, we gotta think about that one. Okay, I know one. You have one? Yes. If he ever makes a mistake... When he's playing, he'll go over and he'll, like, tell himself, he's like, Rob Jarrett. <laughs> like, really fast and, like, really mad at himself. And we all, like, die laughing at it. And so we joke around, like, saying we're going to get that on a t-shirt. And then all we're to practice. <laughs> if you make that shirt, I want a copy. I want to I want to. Sounds good. <laughs> Perfect. So we're talking about, you know, the camaraderie gelling with you two as a team and then you know with coach what about the team in general obviously to win a sectional championship you have talent there's skill there's dedication to the sport but with the team sport especially doubles you know everybody's got to gel together some sort of way how did it work for sycamore this year we have always been super close ever since we first started and i think even with the mix of new girls sycamore is just known as being really welcoming and opening, especially tennis. There's never any drama. No one ever really has issues with each other. And so I think that's a big thing about it is that we all are open to meeting each other. 
And then the skill has just always been there. We always push each other at practice to get better and are always encouraging, being like, hey, great shot. Hey, good luck at this. So I just think our willingness to be open to other people is a huge part of that. And then obviously the playing just goes with that and just makes us have more fun, which is why we succeed like we do. Perfect. That's awesome. Real quick side note, Sycamore will always have a place in my heart. I actually went to... Sycamore West Elementary School from, I believe, second to fourth grade. I could be wrong. I know I was there for second and third. I could even tell you the teachers' names, I believe. (laughs) Did either one of you go there? No, I went to South Prairie, which is like a few neighborhoods right next to it. So super close, but I did not go to West. No, and I went to North Grove. Okay, okay. Is the movie theater that was downtown Sycamore still there? Yes, yes, it is. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> True story. I went to that theater and saw the Power Rangers, the very, very first Power Rangers, about three times, and I saw Space Jam with Michael Jordan about seven to ten times at that very theater. That's so that's telling you either how old I am or how awesome the movies are. Yeah, I, I loved going there. I don't know if it's open right now because of COVID, but I have... I think I'm going to have to take a trip to Sycamore just to go to that movie theater. It's one of those movie theaters that are just in the middle of downtown, just like a random building, not a random building, but just set in between, you know, your delis and your other stuff that are there, which I really like. And it's got that like hometown movie theater feel and it's just an awesome place to be. Yeah, it it is. And that is probably the most I've ever talked about a movie theater. That's how much I (laughs) So, you know, I, I still kind of got the Sycamore vibe. Wasn't there very long, but a little ties here, a little connection. So we got to get to this season. As the season progressed, what were some things that you two as a duo polished or worked on to get better and it showed in the results? We worked really hard on communication. Throughout a lot of it, we'd come up with like plays that we realized worked really well in practice. And we just worked a lot on our communication. Olivia, was Abby hard to communicate with from the beginning or just something that got better over time? We were fine from the beginning. I mean, honestly, we both had our times where we were like, oh, yep, I definitely should have gotten that. Or we'd almost run into each other from not talking. So I just think for those parents, we were like, okay, we really need to focus on talking to each other. But that's an equal battle. It's not all her. I'll give myself some credit for not talking. So almost some collisions. If there was a collision... Who would fall down first? Definitely Abby. (laughs) (laughs) So going into the postseason with tennis, only a sectional, since there's unfortunately no state tournaments, at least for fall sports. Going into the sectional, what were some things that you guys were, you know, looking to do or focusing on heading into the tournament? We really went into... Sectionals, just wanting to make sure that our form was right, you know, making the safe shots, like Mr. Majors always said, safe shots are always going to get you the point. And so just going in there, focusing on making the right plays, safe shots, communicating, that was a big thing. And also just not stressing ourselves out too much. We were already kind of nervous about it because, you know, you have this pressure on you to win the first two to get to state. So that was just our main focus is win the first game. Okay, you got that one. Now focus on the second one really make the smart moves, and then from then on, the hard work is done. So that was a huge thing going into it. 
Olivia, was there any pairings that you guys were worried about headed into the Rochelle sectional? I mean, there were some pretty talented schools there. Yeah, so Boylan was our second game that we played that brought us into state qualifiers. I think that was our biggest or our hardest pairing. We had played most of the teams that were there, and so we kind of knew what to expect, but watching them practice and never have played them before did make us more observant and be like, okay, let's see what they can do. Let's watch a little bit, because they were a great team, and it was a battle. So they were one of the harder ones of that sectional. Abby, was there another team that you guys were kind of worried about, or was that the main threat? I would say they were definitely the main threat from what like we saw with practicing. Going in and like playing a team that you've never like played before or experienced playing is always going to be difficult because you don't know how they play. Definitely, I understand that. So you guys finished fourth as a team. That would mean you would go to state if there was a state tournament. How was the excitement level of being able to say you guys finished that well? We were so excited. We were so happy that all we just felt this relief of pressure off of our shoulders, just knowing that we made it, that state qualifiers under our belt. That was just our biggest thing. And we, after that game, we were so happy. It was so fun. So since we're social distancing and stuff, did we actually do hugs and high fives or were they air hugs and air high fives? I think we might have hugged because we we been exposed to each other. So I know like right away like, we went over and hugged our family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that should have been the only collision of the season where you guys <laughs> run and hug each other. We have been around each other the whole season. We get our touch checked and everything. So we kind of know like we're fine so i think that was when we we're like okay we can touch each other now like it's yeah. okay we can celebrate <laughs> we both had our mask on yeah we had our mask on everything we were protected well congratulations again that is awesome like i said really tough teams you had rockford teams sterling freeport dixon dixon's pretty good Belvedere, there was a lot of talented teams here so congratulations on finishing fourth in the doubles bracket thank you but being only a sophomore, Abby, and only a junior, Olivia, moving forward, you still got lots of time to grow. Are you guys planning to stay as a team and, you know, maybe better the performance next year? Um, I would say if Materials does put us into doubles again, that would be great for both of us. Or if he decides that we should go back to doing singles, I think it's really going to be, like, for him to choose. And I think he's probably already, like, thinking about what he wants to do. So it's really for him. I mean, I'd be okay staying partners how well we played this year, just seeing our progression. And then obviously you have the winter and summer work that we're going to do, just practicing outside of it, that next year if we're doubles partners, we'll just keep going and getting better and better. Or if he decides he wants us at singles, I mean, we have been used to singles too. We did both start out from freshman year playing singles. So either one would be a good decision for the team, I think. Sorry, I didn't mean to already talk about next year when this season just got over a week ago, but I mean, being a sophomore and a junior, that's got to be you know something you're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And I keep talking about all these other talented teams. Obviously, you know, Sycamore wins the sectional, 28 points. Dixon finished second with 18. Rochelle was third with 15. I mean, Sycamore had talent everywhere, too. The doubles team of Emma Harden, and you guys can help me with this last name also. Abby. Bordage. Yeah, I would have said Bordage. So, Bordage. <laughs> Bordage, yeah. Awesome. 
awesome. So when I talk to her, I already know how to say her name. Thank you. <laughs> so Emma Harden, Amy Bordage, they win the doubles bracket. And then in singles, Ella Sharp Sr. finishes second. So lots of things to be proud of in Sycamore girls tennis. Yes, definitely. If there was a winner-takes-home tournament of Sycamore players, who would either one of you pick or think that would be everybody else? We'll start with Abby. Like, as, like, groups or, like, singles? Like, singles. Everybody's going up against each other, whether it's a tournament or a round-robin format. Who do you think is the best tennis player on the team? I don't know. If I'm having, like, an off day, then I just have a bad day, but... If everyone's having a great day, it's it's really up in the air. I mean, we're all right up with each other. You think the same way, Olivia? Yeah, I mean, Abby and I have played each other multiple times in singles, and it's always been she'll win one, then I'll win one, like, or it's always really close. And then playing Ella, she's an amazing player, too. I mean, I really couldn't choose. I think it'd be so close for all of them that I wouldn't even know. What I was trying to set up here... By doing it difficultly, like seeing if you guys would out somebody. No, I'm just <laughs> but having this level of talent and, you know, players that can win sectionals or be in a top state qualifying position, that's got to be awesome for all of you in practices to get better and better and better and improve as individuals and as a team. Yeah, definitely. Does it feel that way in practices, like you guys are pushing each other to be better, or is it competitive drive, like, hey, I want to be better than them, and, you know, I'm the superior player? How does that work in a practice with players of this magnitude? I'd say definitely you have a mix of both, because you always want to push yourself to be better than the person next to you, and when you're playing with someone else, you also are going to help them with, like, constructive criticism, so I feel like it just is a good mixture of both. Sycamore winning the tennis sectional, again, awesome feeling. Congrats to you guys. But what does that mean for you as you know, Sycamore students? When you went to, to school or talked to people in the town, was everybody cheering, congratulating, happy that you guys were able to do that? Yeah, I personally know, but I got a lot of texts there. If I posted about it, people would be like, oh, congratulations on state. Or even just random people would just tell me about it or tell my parents. So it was an awesome feeling knowing that other people see your success and just like, state's a big deal. So knowing that you did that and just having these people congratulate you, it was an awesome feeling. So does that mean if you guys had homecoming or prom that everybody on the tennis team would win all those awards and share them? Like the homecoming queen, prom queen, all of you guys would just share it together? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Why couldn't it work like that? That would be perfect. That would be perfect, but that'd be a lot of people to share stuff with. That'd be crazy. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. So for Spartans Athletics, are either one of you in other sports? Olivia, do you play anything else? Yes, I play basketball in the winter and then softball in the spring and summer. Now, being 5'10", if there was volleyball in the fall, would you have played that or are you always a tennis player? So, I actually, um, going into freshman year, I was not planning on playing tennis. I was actually going to play volleyball and then see how it goes. But my mom convinced me to try tennis and play it. And I'm actually really glad she did that because I would never go back. I love playing tennis. 
So, no, I would not play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And when you said 5'10", and automatically in my head, I was like, okay, if she plays anything else, it's going to be volleyball and basketball for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can't waste 5'10". You just can't. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> and then being that tall, what do you do on the softball field? I am a pitcher, a first baseman, and then I play outfield. So you are highly, supremely athletic and do whatever you want to. <laughs> I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Abby, what else do you play for Sycamore? For Sycamore, I only play tennis. Do you do anything outside of school sports-wise? Outside of school, I used to play volleyball, but I stopped this year so I can focus more on tennis. I know you just said this outside of school, but is that why you don't play anything in school sports? So, you know, all your focus can be on what you love the most? Yes, because volleyball and tennis normally fall around the same season. So my freshman year, I had to make a choice, and I chose tennis over volleyball. And I'm also very happy that I did. <laughs> so I also keep focusing on tennis. Every episode of Edge of Your Seat podcast, we play a game. And I mean, tomorrow... It's Halloween, so we obviously have to play a Halloween game, and we are going to do hot potato. Are you ready for this? Yes, yeah. All right, I am going to start with I'm imaginary flipping a coin in my head, and it landed on Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Olivia, first, Frankenstein or mummy? Frankenstein. Witches or ghosts? Witches. Kind of elaborate on that one. Hocus Pocus or Casper the Friendly Ghost? Hocus Pocus, yeah. (laughs) Freddy Krueger or Chucky? Freddy Krueger. Michael Myers or Jason? Uh, Michael Myers. That's a guy from Halloween. Yeah, scary. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's Halloween. It gotta be something scary. (laughs) And you know, Halloween is all about candy, so... Skittles or M&M's? M&M's. Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Twix. Snickers or Hershey's? Hershey's. And not really a hot potato question, but out of all the Halloween costumes that you have worn over your lifetime, which is your favorite? Um, oh, I think that's fun. <laughs> um... <laughs> One year I was a flower pot, my mom made the costume, <laughs> so I'll have to think that one it was pretty funny. It was good though. So you were a flower pot? Yeah. <laughs> so it was like your body like the pot and then your like head and hair was supposed to be the flower? Yeah, she took like one of those little cardboard boxes with like stuff looked like a soccer outside, it was brown, and then she cut it up and made it like a skirt, and then she added on a colored t-shirt as a flower and like decorated it, (laughs) so that was my costume. (laughs) That is absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's so funny. What is your mom's name? We gotta give her a shout out. Dana. Dana, good job, good job. (laughs) All right, Abby, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound scared. <laughs> I know it's Halloween, but we don't have to be that scared. <laughs> All right. Frankenstein or mummy? Mummy. Witches or ghosts? Ghosts. Hocus Pocus or Casper the Ghost? Hocus Pocus. Chucky or Freddy Krueger? Chucky. 
Jason or Michael Myers? Michael Myers. Skittles or M&M's? M&M's. Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Twix. Why are you guys hating on the Reese's? I love those <laughs> Haters. Snickers or Hershey Bar? Hershey Bar. And what is your favorite Halloween costume that you've worn over the years? When I was a baby... And my mom took me and my sister. She dressed my sister up as a mouse, and in my stroller, I was a brick of cheese. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. You were a brick of cheese, and your sister was a mouse. Yes. That is absolutely epic. That's fantastic. Is there photos of this? Probably. I think there is. I want to be sent one of these. <laughs> and what's your mom's name? Jody. Jody, well done. She gets a shout out too. <laughs> well, Abby, Olivia, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you about tennis, Halloween, everything that we have talked about, conversed. Thank you very much, and congratulations on all you were able to do this tennis season. Thank you, thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you. Tennis is an awesome sport. I love it, but only the watch. I cannot really play. My guest today, right now, can definitely play. And I am talking about Sycamore senior Emma Harden. Emma, how are you this Friday, Halloween Eve? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty, pretty happy, pretty stoked. I am stoked to have you on to talk about some tennis. But we got to start with Halloween. Are you dressing up for Halloween this year? I'm not. Oh, why not? I don't know. I just don't really have anywhere to go for it, and I'm too old to trick-or-treat, so. Are you really ever too old to go trick-or-treating? No, probably not, but, <laughs> I mean, I won't, yeah, I won't be dressing up. All right, all right. Are you going to hand out candy? Yes, probably. There you go. So you're still in the spirit. Right. Perfect. You know what? Usually I save this game for last, but let's just jump in it right now because we are talking about Halloween. Do you want to play some hot potato Halloween style? Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Usually I save these games to the end, but we're already talking about it, so let's do it. All right. I already explained to you. I'll give you two objects, things, and you pick which one you like best, okay? All right. All right, we're going to start with I'm making you wait, making you wait. Make any way? I'm just kidding. Reese's, peanut butter cups, or Twix? Oh, Reese's 100%. Skittles or M&M's? Skittles. Candy corn or the little hearts that you get on Valentine's Day? Oh, the little hearts. Michael Myers or Jason? Jason. Freddy Krueger or Chucky? Chucky. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Halloween or Easter? Um, Halloween. Halloween or Casimir Pulaski Day? Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Giving candy or trick-or-treating and taking candy? Um, giving. And last but not least, Hocus Pocus or Casper the Friendly Ghost? Oh, Casper, the friendly ghost, 100%. Nice. And 
Just curious, out of all the costumes that you've worn throughout your years, you're a senior at Sycamore, so there's got to be a lot. What is your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever worn? It would probably have to be in fifth grade. I had a really awesome witch costume. Gotta love the witches. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though you picked Casper over Hocus Pocus. Well, <laughs> I like it better. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm not to judge. I am not here to judge you. I mean, I could, but that wouldn't be nice. Yeah. All right. Got that out of the way. Thank you for playing Hot Potato. I appreciate that. No problem. Now let's talk some tennis. You are a senior. This was your last go, even though it was a weird, crazy COVID-19 year. How do you feel about the season as shortened and weird and as messed up as it was? I think this year was, it had a lot of challenges, but overall, I think it has been the best year that I've like been able to play. What was it about this year that made you feel that way? What did you improve on that made you more comfortable and confident in your skills? I was just like laser focused this season and I didn't really like let anything get in the way. And I practiced really hard and I was partnered with a really good person. And your partner, of course, you're talking about Abby Bordage. Yes. I said it right? Yes. <laughs> that is only because of Abby, who also has a crazy name, Golem Bieski. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. Wow. I got to thank my teacher, Abby G, for letting me say those names right. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about your partnership with Abby. Were you partners with her before or was this the first time for you guys? So this was the first time that we've ever been partnered because she was a freshman last year, so she was on fresh soft. But she got moved up this year to play on varsity, which was really awesome for her. And so I haven't ever played with her before. And it just like kind of clicked from the get-go, and we were really good at communicating. And when we figured out that there was an issue, we voiced it immediately, and we tried to get it fixed. So it was really good communication overall this season. So you had a partner where even if things were not to your liking, you could talk to them and fix them? Yes. How important is that for high school doubles teams? I mean, you see teams that can do that really well and teams that don't. I think it's extremely important because if you don't have good communication with your partner in a ball, let's say it goes over you, they won't know to run over. They won't know like what the mistake was. So then they'll just keep like making the mistakes. And you feel a lot more confident whenever you have a partner that you can trust and, like, rely on, so. Do you trust and rely on Abby? I do. <laughs> if you were laying strapped to train tracks, would you have trust and faith in her to come save your life? <laughs> Probably. I'm not sure. <laughs> I only say that because of where I'm standing, I'm looking at nothing but railroad tracks and old museum-like trains. <laughs> yeah. I was not trying to put your life in danger. No, I <laughs> Being that this was a weird season, didn't know if it was going to happen. Was there any, I guess, rust or you said challenges, the word challenges before. Was there challenges early on because of the weirdness and didn't know if we we're going to play and could stop at any time? Was there anything like that that kind of kept you guys from getting in a groove or some kind of momentum? I mean, yeah, I'd say... Absolutely, because we were so unsure of if there was going to be a season or not, so we didn't really know what we were working towards. So a lot of us were just out there to practice just so we didn't get 
rusty or like get bad not just because like there was a season coming up it was just so if there was then we'd be ready to start actual practices perfect so describe this doubles team first of all congratulations on winning a sectional championship you guys as a team and sycamore overall thank you first of all we'll talk about this double team you and abby i mean where are your strong points are you the better front court player better back court player where are you two the best at on the court at first i was not very good at the net and abby and i weren't very strong at the net but as the season progressed i'd say that i got a lot stronger at the net and abby became a lot stronger at the baseline so like her backhands cross court all that stuff was amazing from her and she has good net play too she knows how to angle it really well so are you guys like abby g and olivia is where olivia's five foot ten and abby's like five three where is your heights at um i'm five seven and abby is a couple inches shorter than me so it's kind of like that just not not to the extent that abby and Liv are Okay. So Abby G's short, Olivia's tall, and you guys are kind of like right in the middle. Yeah. Perfect. With, you know, not having a tall player, not having a short player, kind of being the same size and stature, do you think that helped or hurt you guys as a team moving forward, kind of being sort of kind of the same? I think that helped us because we both know what each other can like go for. So if a ball is too high at the net, I can tell that, and I can run over and grab it so she doesn't have to worry about jumping up to the moon to grab it. So I'd say it's good. When you guys won the sectional championship as a duo for the doubles bracket, was there air high fives, air hugs, or did you guys just tackle each other and be like, hey, we won this? At first, we were trying to be very content about it because we didn't want to just start screaming even though we were so excited but i'd say once we got off the court it was a lot of hugs we just kind of went for it because we've had such an amazing season that it was like finally what we had worked towards had came true so kind of skipped over this gonna go back to it real quick with you being a senior and abby being a sophomore was it weird for you being partnered with the underclassmen or did you know about her skill level and you're like hey we can do this I knew about her skill level from last year, so I knew that she was a really good player, but I was just used to playing with people that were just like a grade level below me or that were like on fresh soft. So at first I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work, but then I figured out really quickly that we would work really good as a duo, so it ended up working out for the best. I would say I think you won a sectional title. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you had to be bummed out that there's not a state tournament. Yes, extremely. Had you ever qualified for a state before? Unfortunately, I haven't. So this is my first year, and I don't really get to experience that, but at least I made it. Yeah, you get to say you were a state qualifier. Right. So in all honesty, you could tell anybody that you want to that you won state because nobody lost. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. We're all winners. Exactly. Well, you don't have to say everybody was winners. Okay. Let's talk about the team sectional. Sycamore winning altogether. I mean, there's players from Sycamore all over the top of the doubles brackets, the singles brackets. You guys had 
second place, Ella Sharp, all over the place. Just talk about that competitiveness with the team and successful. I mean, you guys win as a team. That's not easy to do. Right. So I would say that we were all really pumped going into sectional, and there was obviously a lot of nerves. But we're really good at using the nerves to kind of just power back and nerves are a good thing that's what coach always tells us is that nerves are good it was really awesome we were all pumped up we were all hyping each other up and we're like you guys got it you can do it and then we ended up winning and it was just it was amazing something you'll never forget exactly something i'll never forget where does this rank in your sports moments as a senior definitely at the top do you play any other sports for sycamore no so you're just a tennis player that's all you wanted to do yeah. Do you plan on playing tennis at the next level? I'm not actually sure. I might for a club, but I'm not sure about a team. You going to college for tennis or anything like that? No, I don't think so. That's cool. I mean, play tennis for high school, enjoy it, have fun, and then, you know, do something else with life. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Definitely nothing wrong with that. Well, I think I'm going to hop on one of these trains that I'm looking at just to see where I go. What do you think about that? I think it could be fun. It could be. I mean, the way they come through Mendota, they're going southbound. So I will not be in Sycamore or DeKalb, but I'll find somewhere cool, I guess. (laughs) Thank you very much, Emma, for your time. And congratulations again on everything that you did throughout the tennis season and of course winning a sectional championship that's amazing thank you for joining edge of your seat podcast thank you for having me in this mass sycamore girls tennis episode we can't leave out the other abby i don't even mean to say other just abby sophomore abby bordage thank you for joining edge of your seat podcast thank you for inviting me oh of course so i say your name bordage is that how you say Mm -hmm. it uh, yes, it is now. Uh, my grandma actually changed it. It was Bordage, and then she thought it sounded better as Bordage, so. So she's like, hey, this is how you say my name, because I say so, and that's how it worked? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Making power moves to how to say a name, I like it. <laughs> Which way do you prefer? Do you like Bordage? Yeah, I like Bordage better. It kind of sounds like a movie name, like you should be in a French movie. Yeah. (laughs) So, sophomore, first year on the varsity team, Sycamore, and I don't think it could be any better, except if there was a state tournament, but we know how that is. But you win a sectional title as an entire team, Sycamore in general, and then you and Emma Harden won the doubles bracket. So let's just start with you and Emma that had to be a fantastic feeling for your first year on varsity, win a sectional title. Yeah, it was pretty great. So Emma was a senior, and me being a sophomore, it would, it just meant a lot to us. Like We had an amazing season like during the normal um, time, and we only had one loss at conference. So every match we played made us better like individually and as a doubles team. You just mentioned Emma being a senior, you being a sophomore. Was there any weirdness, you know, first year playing together, actually your only year playing together since she is a senior. Was there any weirdness or, you know, difficulty trying to be a team? It was a little weird at the beginning because, like, I mean, we were just so, like, different in age. So when we first started, Majerus has, like, 
paired us together, like, just to start. And I was super nervous, but Emma's just, like, the nicest person I've ever met, and we just kind of grew as a team as the season went on. So if I understand Coach Robin Jarris correctly, you and Emma are actually the number two doubles team. Uh, yes, we are. So the number two doubles team won the doubles bracketed sectional. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. No offense to Abby Golombieski and Olivia King, who I've already spoke with. They're also on this show. They're fantastic tennis players, the number one doubles team. But was it cool for you and Emma to know that you were able to, you know, win a sectional when you're not even the number one doubles team? Uh, yeah, it was, it just, we were both like so shocked at the end and we were both so excited. Were Abby G and, and Olivia happy for you guys as well? Oh yeah, um, so Abby had hurt herself in the ma- in the last match and we were hoping to play them just to both get Sycamore as first and second, but it was still awesome to have their support on the sidelines. Definitely, gotta have that team camaraderie all times. Mm-hmm. Are you all pretty close together, like friends on and off the court? Uh, yes. Uh, Abby G is actually my best friend, so it's pretty nice to have her um, as a friend on and off the court. That's fantastic. Very, very cool. Kind of elaborating on that, I mean, you have two doubles teams in the Final Four, and then you have Ella Sharp finished second in singles. So this is a very competitive skilled team what does it mean to you to be part of that i mean since the beginning of the uh, year it's just been like really awesome to just be invited to varsity like to begin with and to be a part of like this team we just like every single practice we have it was just very competitive but it was still fun at the same time yeah it was just an awesome season like awesome like with a capital a yes (laughs) (laughs) how long have you been playing tennis um, I started playing tennis the summer before freshman year. I mean, like competitively, I've played it before that, but then I started to play it a lot more. Is it your favorite sport? It's pretty equal with soccer, but I think it's 50-50. But yes, it is an awesome sport. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play any other sports besides soccer and tennis? No, I just play soccer and tennis. Nice. So it's 50-50, the two sports that you play, you love them both. Oh, yeah. Finishing up this season, since it wrapped up last Saturday, what are you going to work on maybe in the off season or headed into next season to be a better player? I would go to, like, uh, it's called Vaughn in Aurora, I think. I went there last year and did lessons with Abby G, and I think it really did improve my tennis game. And I think... Also, just, like, working on, like, the specific shots. When I was a freshman, I played singles, and then as a sophomore, I played doubles. So it was a lot different to go from singles to doubles and, like, where you have to serve, what shots you have to make. So if I were to continue to play doubles, I would want to work more on, like, hitting the shots to the alley instead of the first line. Okay, okay. So just working on, like, the technical stuff. Yeah. Because obviously you got the physical abilities to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So you talked about you and Abby G being best friends. Do you hope maybe in the future, you know, Emma graduating, there's always some shakeups from year to year. Have you guys ever talked about being partners? 
Yeah, actually, when Majerus moved us up to varsity, we kind of thought we would be playing together because uh, that's what he had mentioned. And we were hoping all year that he would switch it, but it ended up turning out great. And I still love Emma and Liv as people on the team. But um, hopefully next year we can be on the same doubles team. So it sounds like uh, Coach Rob knows what he's doing, where to put people in the lineup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was it kind of a weird or tricky season since, you know, you never played with this partner before, and then you throw in the COVID-19 era that we're in right now, so it had to be a, at least a little weird. Yeah, like having to wear masks and having to, like, spread out and not being able to, like, high-five a teammate or take pictures with them, they weren't really ideal those restrictions, but I think everyone was just glad to be able to play tennis. And with playing with a new partner was definitely different and with a partner at all, but um, I definitely loved playing this season and even with the with COVID, it was still it was still fun to play. Yeah, because this is your first time playing doubles too, correct? Yes. Yeah, you just mentioned you had played singles last year, so what is the the big difference that you noticed from singles to doubles that you had to adapt and change your game to make it work? Well, a big thing for me was net play because <laughs> I didn't really have to do that for singles, or at least not as much. And I think also like having an extra motivator. So like Emma would motivate me after like every point. In singles, you just kind of had to motivate yourself. So I think doubles was a lot more fun and a lot more motivating in that aspect. Yeah, it's always cool to win by yourself, like, hey, I did this. But to be able to share it with somebody, that has to be cool, too. Mm-hmm. And Emma did seem like she was pretty cool, so to share it with her was probably awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Abby, we do this on every episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We play a different game, just a have some different kind of fun. Doesn't have to be all about sports all the time. We're going to play hot potato Halloween style. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two things, objects, items, and then you pick which one you like the best, okay? Okay. Perfect. Try not to burn your hands. I mean, it's a hot potato, so you got to juggle it around. <laughs> okay. First, Frankenstein or mummy? Mm, Frankenstein. Witches or ghosts? Witches. Elaborate on that. Hocus Pocus or Casper the Friendly Ghost? Mm, Casper. That's interesting. You go witches and then you go Casper. I like it. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Chucky or Freddy Krueger? Mm, Chucky. Jason or Michael Myers? Mm, I don't really know those, but Jason? Have you ever seen the Halloween movies? Not really. Uh, okay, okay. Well, that's Michael Myers and Jason. That's an 80s, 90s thing. They're always coming out with movies like every couple of years. But yeah, just old school Halloween movies. Okay. <laughs> that makes me feel really old. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. You know, it's Halloween. There's all kinds of candy involved here. Skittles or M&M's? M&M's. Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Twix. Snickers or Hershey's bars? Ooh, uh, Hershey's. Butterfinger or Payday? Butterfinger. Giving candy or trick-or-treating and taking candy? Ooh, 
Probably trick or treating. <laughs> you like to get it, right? I want the candy. <laughs> and this is not part of the hot potato game, but what is, out of all the years that you have worn a Halloween costume, what is your favorite Halloween costume that you've worn? Mm, probably I was Supergirl in fourth grade or Harry Potter in seventh. Probably one of those. Or I'm, I guess Hermione Granger, but like the theme of Harry Potter. You were Hermione? Yes. I was going to ask if you were Harry Potter and you had like the <laughs> lightning bolt star on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Sounds like cool costumes. Well, Abby Bordage, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I really appreciate it. And congratulations for everything that you were able to do this year on the tennis court. Yeah, thank you. After talking to what seems like the entire Sycamore girls tennis team, that isn't true. There's a lot more players. But we talked to two doubles teams. Now we have Coach Rob Majerus with us. Rob, how's it going? Hey, Brandon, it's great. Thanks for having us on today. I hope you enjoyed the time with the girls. Oh, they were fantastic. I enjoyed yeah. talking to every single one of them. Great personalities. Good. I'm glad. We'll start there. I mean, how was it coaching this team? You guys win a sectional, and it seems like they're all really great girls to be around. How was it for you being a coach? Every one of these kids that steps on the court has just a great, unique personality. They're Sycamore kids. They work hard. They support each other. They support the program. So I'm very blessed to be able to coach these kids. Uh, in terms of the season, we were just fingers crossed with the COVID stuff. One of our messages was protect the bubble. So we worked from June on in terms of just keeping everybody safe. The parents were on board and did a great job. The kids were disciplined. And like I said, uh, we appreciate the administration and our athletic department for uh, letting us do what we needed to do. So there's always different kinds of teams to coach. Some you have to be more hands-on. They don't know the intangibles. Some you don't really have to do much. Just a little advice, guidance here and there. With this team where you have seniors, juniors, sophomores that are all talented tennis players how was the the vibe or the environment for you uh, it was I mean, it's awesome the fact that we've got so many kids allows the coaching staff to just plug in different people at different times it, it allows for great competition during practice and that really showed itself throughout the early part of our preseason kids were chomping at the bits and they were competing hard and it's a great uh situation to be as a coach to have so much talent on the flip side you realize there's some kids that aren't going to get on the court as much because we are so deep. I mean, that's not a bad problem to have. It's not, exactly. And one of the things that uh, someone asked me a while back about our doubles teams at the sectional was, how good is this number two doubles team of yours? Because their record shows, you know, they're coming in with one loss uh, at the end of the season. And I said, honestly, the, the girls at number two were, you know, a little ticked off at me just because we had them in number two and the coaching staff talked it over, but they're so close in terms of talent with that other team. They could, any one of those groups can win against each other on any given day. So again, like you said, it, it makes it really easy for a coach to be able to put all those kids out to just let them perform. With you saying that about the talent level all throughout your roster, as a coach, were you surprised that you won the sectional or like, hey, I knew we could do this, now we did it? Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised, and I've always tried to just breathe inspiration in the kids. We've been doing this at this at the lower levels for several years. This is the third straight year our fresh sophomore undefeated, so we knew we had, you know, the cupboards were full in terms of talent. 
then it was just from off season until preseason into the season. It was just belief. Now this is something you guys are good. You can be great. And we just wanted to get buy-in. So they started to see that confidence and, and play like that. That's awesome. Fantastic. I just want to edge of URC podcast wants to give you a huge congratulations for what you guys were able to do this year. I thank you. I appreciate that. And speaking for the girls, I know they feel the same way. And like I said, we're just lucky to be able to be on the court and competing during this time. And, you know, I think we made a lot of great memories and again, appreciate it. Was it difficult going through this COVID-19 era and dealing with the girls and other teams and trying to get in invitationals and tournaments? And what were the challenges that you had to go through this year? It was stressful. You, you mentioned that, and my, my blood pressure is going up right now because it seemed like every day that we would step out, it was just uh, waiting for the other shoe to drop and, and wondering, is somebody going to be sick today? How can we keep these kids social distance? Because these are habits that we haven't been used to all of our lives, and now we're having to change our daily routine. So, like I said, the kids bought into it. Uh, the parents were behind it, so we made some modifications. And, like I said, I think every day we tried to keep it as safe as we could, and it, it worked out, fortunately. How many years have you been coaching tennis? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was back in Iowa back in the day in the 90s and coached there for several years before coming to Sycamore. And then we got here in the late 90s, and I was kind of in a, you know, a help-out role with uh, some of the coaches. I would do some lessons in the summer and work with the kids, but nothing uh, in terms of an official role. And then I think maybe six years ago, Coach Homer and Mr. Carrick and our athletic department asked if I would step in an official capacity, and I said yes. And so I worked with that fresh soft group and then worked with the varsity when I could. And General Sullivan has been our coach for the last four years, and then she's moved on, and they asked if I would step in, and it's been a great ride, and uh, I think we're doing the, the right things here, thanks to a lot of coaches before me, and we're just kind of trying to keep that tradition going. So you've been around the sport for at least a good 25 or 30 years. Yeah, I am a gray beard, correct. <laughs> a gray beard. Hey, I got one going on myself, so you're not alone. Amen. With that said, that many years of experience, where does this season rank in terms of weirdness or uniqueness or difference? It's difficult to rank, but when you say weirdness and differentness, we're at number one right now. No question about it. And when you would go to different sites, you're always, again, a little bit afeard of the fact that, you know, the people that we come in contact today, I know how can we keep our kids safe? Even just the, the little things like, contact with the ball and you know using hand sanitizer stepping on and off the courts and uh, trying to keep kids again social distance uh wearing masks when we stepped off the court all that kind of stuff again we've never really had to deal with before in terms of weirdness strangeness this was number one you kind of alluded to something you know usually whether it's tennis golf track you know, these meets, the invitationals where there's a lot of teams, it's a good opportunity for students, athletes, coaches to mingle, find out a few things about different people, you know, build friendships and bonds. With this COVID-19 era, did you see that being taken away? Yeah, the social aspect definitely had an impact. Um, I'm sure from, and we tried to you know, to make inroads in terms of talking with the other players, obviously from a distance, and myself, you know, developing and trying to develop great relationship with our, our coaches in the conference and in the area, whether it was by 
text, by email, or even conversations at the meets. I think you raise a great point in the fact that it was it was much more challenging. But this is a social sport. Uh, there's a great deal of history in terms of good sportsmanship and you know taking care of one another. So we still tried to maintain that as well. Okay, we talked enough about COVID nineteen. <laughs> in the winning realm, guys win the sectional title. Do you know how many sectionals Sycamores won? This was the third. You know, I think we threw one up in uh, 2002 and then 2015, and we advanced six girls to state that year, and now in 2020, and uh, we would have advanced five to states had it not been for the pandemic. But we're fortunate and happy and, and proud of the accomplishments of the, all the girls. So when you're talking to the girls, do you tell them, like, hey, you're state qualifiers, or tell them, like, hey, you were going to totally. state? Totally. Yeah, that was part of it. So even though it's not there, letting them know, like, hey, if it was, you were there. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was a time where we weren't sure if there was going to be a state tournament, so we had to put that carrot out there. We were going to be – that was a goal at the end of this, the process was uh, we would like you guys to be state qualifiers. And even for myself as a coach, this is just a uh, – this is a given now. This is something we're expecting. Uh, it's not something that's out there that's not reachable. Um, I'm expecting to send six girls next year, and I hope those – you know, kids, whoever they happen to be, are, are listening, and we'll be working towards that. So when I was talking to the girls, they said you were a good coach, a great coach, but also a little tough on them. In totally. 20- totally. <laughs> when I was in high school, I graduated in 2004. It was normal for coaches to be tough, aggressive, and kind of reprimand that kind of deal. Now, not so much. It's more of a kind of hands-off kind of deal. How does that work with your coaching style for kids to say that you're tough and aggressive, but at the same time can have fun and be a good coach that they learn from? How do you balance that and are able to teach the game to these kids? I think it comes from, again, this is a a nod to all of the great coaches that I got to work with uh, as an athlete and coaches that I've worked with as as a colleague. It comes from the fact that kids don't care what you know until they know that you care. And I, I try to express that every year at the beginning of the season to kids that it comes from the heart. Anytime that you're being criticized to help you, just realize that it's, it's coming from a place that we want you to get better. And when we see mistakes, they have to be addressed so that we can get better. But it's always coming from a place that we want uh, you to be a better player when you walk off the court today than when you stepped on. So uh, relationships are huge. We talk and, and preach family. Uh, whether that's with our parents, whether it's with our uh, our fans, and with the girls, we want them to develop great relationships between uh, one another as teammates, and then with the coaching staff as well to let them know that we care for them, we're there, we're there for them all the time, and uh, we love them as our athletes. I just want to say thank you because during the conversations with the girls and with you, I was searching for a title of this podcast. I am now yeah. taking that model that you just said because that's fantastic. That's the title. Which one is it? The one that you were saying about uh, the caring, caring for you, caring for... Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, uh, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah, I'm going to take half of that, and that is going to be the title of this podcast. I love that. Another <laughs> thing, whether you want to throw that in or not, is the, the models that we've adopted over the years, and one of them is, is WE. It's a capital W, uh, it's a capital E, and it's WIN EVERYTHING. And I think it speaks to our family atmosphere, and I think it talks to the fact that as kids, we win in the classroom. We win in the community. 
Uh, we went on the tennis courts. So we went in our relationships. Uh, just everything that we do, we try to do to the to the utmost, and you know, be victorious uh, in helping other people and helping ourselves. And then the other one was uh, love all. Uh, twenty twenty has been kind of a bear, and it's been tough on everybody. And just trying to steal a little phrase from tennis with your scoring of of love all. Uh, we just thought it would be good to impress upon the kids that uh, even though we're struggling, we can still love everybody. Uh, okay, I lied. The other one is awesome, but uh, we is going to be the title of this podcast. It would be easier to make that the title because it's shorter and it means just as much awesomeness. That's awesome. And then uh, I want to make sure I give a nod to the Hope uh, women's college basketball team and Coach Brian Morehouse because that's something they've adopted over the years. And uh, as coaches... We are uh, borrowing often from great people that we respect, and so we took that from them a couple years ago. That's fantastic. Good shout-out there. Good shout-out. Well, Coach Rob Majerus, every episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, I do a game with my guests just to, you know, switch it up, do something different than talking straight sports. So today we are going to play Hot Potato Halloween version. Are you ready for this? Brandon, I am on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Frankenstein or mummy? Frank. Witches or ghosts? Ghosts. Ooh. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Hocus Pocus or Casper the Friendly Ghost? Gotta go Casper. He's a great cat. Chucky or Freddy Krueger? Uh, no question. Chucky scares me. I gotta go Freddy. Jason or Michael Myers? Michael Myers. And you know it's Halloween. We got to throw some candy in there. Skittles, <laughs> Skittles or M and M's? Snickers. <laughs> Go with the M and M's. Peanuts. <laughs> Twix or Reese's peanut butter cups? Twix. Snickers or Hershey's? Snickers and Snickers. <laughs> and then candy corn or the little hearts that you get on Valentine's Day. Oh man, let's go candy corn for the uh, for the 1970s, 1980s kid that I was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in the 90s and 2000s, early 2000s, they're still good. Yeah, and the other stuff is just way too chalky. Well, Coach Majerus, thank you for your time, getting me in contact with all the girls. I am very happy for what you guys were able to do and congratulations again for the season that you had and the sectional title win for the girls tennis team in sycamore so thank you for joining edge of your seat podcast oh thank you brandon again shout out to our girls for being the kids that they are and the special people and the success goes all to them thank you